0: It's Tia. It's been a Mississippi Minute, but we bike,
1: baby. What's up, Pink Posse? It's your girl, Josh. Ja. And, yep, we back at it like a crack at it. It's your girl, Jiggy,
2: a.k.a. Tanika. Listen, pull up on us. It's time to cut up, because we back. What's up, Pink Posse? It's your girl, Koji.
3: And we're back. Pink Sunday.
4: Radio.
3: Well, hello, 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 this is your girl, Koji, and we are back for another episode of Pink Sunday Radio. I have my co-host on the line with me, starting with Ja, you there?
1: I'm here, what's up, Pink Posse?
3: All right, you got my girl, Tanita. Hey, y'all. And Tia, you there? Hello, hello, hello. All right. Okay, so before we get started, I just wanted to give a special shout-out to the Pink Posse. Thank you guys so much for supporting our NAACP campaign. You guys did amazing with all the retweets and the shares. Um, That was, it, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. We we went hard on that campaign. Y'all did y'all thing. So we appreciate it. All we can do is hope that they are standing under their own lights and collecting their things. Um, voting is now closed, of course. Now we are focused on um, our faves winning a Queerty Award. Nico is up for uh, Best Performance, right, Best Performance, and the show is up for Best Drama. Those polls closed. February 21st, okay? All right, so before we move on to the credits, we will then focus on the flow of the show and our disclaimer, which will be given by Josh.
1: All right, Pink Posse, so you know at a point we're going to get to taking calls. So during that time, we would like you to please mute your phones when you are not talking to prevent background noise as much as possible. We definitely want to hear what you have to say, so, however, please be concise as possible. That means brief yet comprehensive. Once your point is made, we may disconnect you, but please hit us back if you'd like to speak on another topic. And now for our disclaimer. The views and the opinions expressed in this show are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or position of any entities they represent unless specifically quoted. This show is rated for mature, rated mature for language and subject. Listener discretion is advised. All
4: right,
3: all right. I also wanted to add that we are doing something a little bit different this week. Um, for those of you who are just listening or even in the chat, you will notice that on our Twitter page, we do have questions, okay? So answer the questions, give us a call. We would love for you guys to answer via call. I mean, if you want to answer in the chat, that's cool. We'll make sure that your replies are vocalized on the show. But we would also love it if you would call in with your response. So check out our Twitter page and, um, yeah, voice that on the show when um, we say that calls are When we say that, you can give us a call. All right. So, title of the episode is Legacy. It was directed by Tasha Smith, written by Katori and Jackie Rivera. Cinematographer was Richard Valet, music supervisor. Sarah Bromberg, Stephanie diaz matos And we will start with our opening, which was Haley and Sadie. Now, they doing all the scandals. They got the telex, they got the wigs going on. I mean, they are a duo going for... And you guys, now, Chuckalissa isn't that big, right? So were they going city to city? Because I know it ain't that many telex in Chuckalissa, right? Like, they were going down the highway, so... Yeah, they yeah, definitely weren't. Yeah, to city. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they, were, they were going city to city. Like, I don't even know how many telex they were I mean, you would think that somebody was flagging them or something. Like, they were really racking up the cash. Y'all want to comment on anything that was going on with the little scale?
0: Well, this is where Haley actually where her finance um, knowledge comes into play because part of why they're only taking 9,000 out is because anything Mm -hmm. 10,000 and up gets flagged. So that's why they're doing it Mm -hmm. in the Mm 9,000. Because the actual IRS guidelines are 10,000 or more. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. So baby girl is smart. On that end, okay. I loved how they had the little pickles at one point. Because, see, I'm a pickle and a peppermint girl, so I was like, yes. Anybody else do the peppermint and the pickles? I do, me. but I like the Nobody rainbow else. peppermints, the ones that are, like, sweeter uh, okay. with the pickles. Yes. I like those with the hot and spicy.
0: That's my yes. thing. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. I was like, I wanted to do anybody
3: else
2: like this. because that got to be a, a down south thing. Pick. Because I ain't never she seen goes. no Pecco and no Peppermint together. She I have never I seen that. I
0: feel like it's maybe a hood thing. Like, if your hood had a candy lady, like, because oh I God. grew so I started doing it in Chicago, but, like, mm-hmm. I would go to the candy lady house and get the peppermint and the pickle, and then I would get, well, they call it a walking taco now. But back in the day, mm. they used to just cut open the Doritos bag, put the nacho cheese and the jalapenos in, yes. and that's what we would leave the yes. Candy Lady house with. So I don't know think go-
2: neighborhood have a Candy Lady. Yeah, but we didn't have no – I mean, we had pickles, but we didn't have no peppermint stick in it. Girl, yeah, see, that's we would go same to the corner
3: store – we would go to the corner store and they had a big jar of sour pickles, hot mm-hmm. pickles, pickle pig seed, whatever. Anyway <laughs> and like we would say and we would take like peppermint stick or the rainbow, like she said, stick it in the middle or they would have Frito bags. You would open up the Frito bags, like make Frito pie with the chili and the cheese. I I mean the Slurpee, you know, I don't
1: know. I guess there may be a downside. What were you thinking of the job? So we had candy ladies, and we had the places to go. You get your, hot, you know, get your pickle. I used to love me either a sour pickle or a hot pickle. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. Tia said, I would get me either a bag of Doritos or flaming mm-hmm. Hots with the meat and cheese and hot some hot peppers thrown mm-hmm. on it. But I never did the – the peppermint thing, but I and when I grew up and I was talking to more people, I mean, you know, I'm from Chicago, the South mm-hmm. Side, mm-hmm. I heard, like, other mm-hmm. people were doing this, and I was like, well, why weren't me and okay. my friends doing this? And so now yeah. I can not wrap my head around the thought of mint flavor and pickle flavor. <laughs> like, maybe in my mind, I'm like, why, why would I Cause do I that? I was
0: on the West Side of Chicago, so maybe it's a South Side, West Side thing. That could be it. Hmm. Might be but right. might be right. <laughs> but I did not like the peppermint flavor in the pickle. I only like the ones that tasted like candy in the pickle.
3: Yeah, yeah I'm exactly.
1: put some peppermint in it. And see what that's about. I'm just saying, try it. No, try it. It was. Really I don't good. Need to say, that don't
0: even <laughs> sound oh, it's good. it's a no? really good like sweet and salty if you like sweet and salty right. combinations it's that sweet and mm-hmm. salty combination cuz we used to do jolly ranchers mm-hmm. too but you know you have to keep putting them in Yes, we didn't and have now them later. <laughs> but now the jolly ranchers yes, was too
1: far lit.
0: no it was really good though <laughs> sweet and salty i'm t- try it and report back ooh we should do it on air no, yeah we I am on not an even. episode <laughs> yes. we're I going to Y'all a can peppermint do that without and without me. and we're all going to taste it and give Those our days. real live... <laughs> <laughs> no, me and Tia are always eye-to-eye
1: <laughs> on things like this. Yes, I love
3: it, Tia.
1: Thank so, Me22 and Kendra brought up Kool-Aid pickles. I mean, Kool-Aid... Thank yeah, yes. Kool-Aid pickles. So, what are you, like, getting, like, a Kool-Aid pack and... Pouring it in the pickle, do you mix it with the sugar first? Like, we used to get Kool-Aid and sugar, put it in a bag, shake it up. And we was doing that before Fun Dip was popping. So, like, do you mix it with the sugar first before you pour it in the pickle or you just pour a straight bag of Kool-Aid into the pickle?
0: Anybody? I don't On the know pickle? anything about Kool-Aid pickles. That's like a new thing. Like, they're doing them Kool-Aid pickles and them candied the candied fruit yeah. and the stuff like that, to me, that's all in the same thing, and I haven't eaten any of that. I'm not saying that it's nasty. Of course, I'm willing to try it, but I, that's well, not something look, I grew up with.
3: Well, look, back in the day, I was a hustler, so we used to sell cold cups for $0.25. Cents. The large was $0.75 for a cold cup. Like, we used to collect our coins back in the day. Okay? I don't know what y'all was doing, but we, we had to hustle because they wasn't
1: giving us no okay. allowance, so we had to figure it out. Kendra say she want to mm-hmm. call and explain the Kool-Aid pickles. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she
1: she want to give us Kool-Aid pickle 101. Oh, call on yes. in
0: and right. tell us about the Kool-Aid right. pickles. Go, Go ahead, ahead and call Come in on. and tell us I about think- it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I just want to say that this all started because we said Haley and Sadie's, and I brought up that the pickles and peppermint took me back. And now we have spent 15 minutes on this topic. I just want to thank Katori Hall and the writers <laughs> for taking me back. I appreciate it. It has turned into a whole thing. Okay.
1: It's so we want to call thing. in about it? Those so little intricacies. Kendra, Kendra, Kendra say she won't call us and give us Kendra, Kool-Aid Kendra, go, one. Kendra, go ahead.
3: You know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and call us about it, boo. Go ahead. Give us a call. Meanwhile, uh, I how y'all was call. calling
1: them finger waves? I like they little blue and red finger waves. I mean, I okay. wouldn't wear it, but not none of the blue and the red. Listen, but they was cute. Listen, listen, I used to be so. talking finger
3: waves was the bomb in the 90s, too.
0: This yes, is my hard. thing okay. about
1: my finger waves was Chuck late.
0: Lisa. I don't be – sometimes I be forgetting it's not a period piece because, like, <laughs> it's set in the 80s or the 90s because <laughs> – like, I'm like, finger waves, in this year of our Lord, 2023, what is going on? But then, uh, but then they be talking about Bitcoin, so I'm like, okay, it's present day, but between the track suits and the finger waves <laughs> and the CD, the burn CDs, I be thinking we like oh in God. the 90s or the early 2000s, uh, and then I have to remember, this is supposed ooh, to be the year me. of our Lord, 2019. So... I don't know uh, how I felt about
3: the murder. Ways.
1: I don't know. Murder is an old soul, Tia. Murder is an old soul. Okay. I'll definitely say sometimes in smaller towns they'll be a little behind on the times. When I first moved to Phoenix, the music oh, they were playing know, Kendra, was I don't mean so old. To interrupt you. you want, no, you fine. I
3: don't mean Cause, come on. Okay, so I make it quick it.
1: though. We got to move along.
3: Okay, yeah. Let's let's make it quick. Hold on, hold on. Okay, Kendra, we gotta make it quick, okay? Because we got fifty million things on this outline. Okay, what's up, baby girl? Okay. What's up?
5: Can you hear me? Yeah. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, how you do the Kool Aid pickles is, um, <laughs> you get you can get a small jar or a big jar, but when you use the pickle juice and get the Kool Aid packet. And you do like the Kool Aid, and do the syrup, and make it in like the juice, and then you uh, pour the Kool, I mean the the juice from the pickles inside the Kool Aid, the Kool Aid juice and stuff, and you let it sit for maybe like a week or two, and then they turn it to <laughs> whatever color that it is, and you eat it. It's like a sweet Kool Aid pickle. That's how
1: I do it. Girl, absolutely not. <laughs>
0: Good. Nothing oh. about that sounded no, edible. He's no <laughs> what in the world? No but oh. once again,
1: oh. we oh. all
0: have to go oh. get some Kool-Aid pickles and Uh-oh. try to drive got- on I air. Can drive content, I content, that. content, people. No, ma'am.
1: We oh, <laughs> will have that <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
4: So, it's, it's so say you going to take you the pickle and dip it real, in the Kool-Aid. Mm-mm. Wait, you, could wait.
2: Do like, or you
4: can do like No, ma'am. Kendra, my
3: Houston huh. sister, wait. I thought we were doing something different in my head. Like I thought we were doing like a, um, you know, like the fun dip powder. That's what like I thought. Coffee. Right. And mm-hmm. like take a, like take a pickle, and you dip and your then, pickle like, in. Yeah, yeah. Like, but baby, yeah. a week.
5: Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. No, no, no. You let it sit. You let you like the Kool Aid and pack it in the in the um, pickle juice with the um, the sugar and let it sit. And the pickle turns into whatever color. Like if you got blue uh, blue raspberry or whatever.
3: baby no, <laughs> so you make baby. so you
1: make kool-aid with pickle juice and leave the pickles in there for a week and after it's set you got you a sweet oh, pickly ma'am fermented the pickle. only thing the yep. only thing that i'm pickling is pickle pig feet baby that the ain't
3: let absolutely this not that long <laughs> <I> okay
4: <know. laughs> that's good so it, it the... depends
5: <laughs> on how it depends on, <laughs> so it depends on how uh how much i love... you want it to be you know but hold you on, hold on. Like I love how
0: Koji said pickle pig feet.
1: Like, that was better. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to eat a pickled pig feet back in the day when I ate pork. I couldn't even figure out what to eat. My friend was like, you just eat this part. And I was like, no, all of this looks terrible. Like, I, c- I not couldn't would. do it. it. No, do I me. heard Don't that, that the that pickled
0: pig I- ears are actually better and you take the ear with the hot sauce and some legs, yes, yes. I have seen it done. Again, I'm going yes. to try my, it live on air, but I don't know about the rest of my co I mean, No, ma'am. Nah, baby, when I go to New Orleans,
2: when I go to New Orleans, baby,
3: and my family honey, me get pickled, Pickle pig lips, uh, pickle pig feet, honey, and get some hot sauce, yeah. okay? baby, with some chips,
1: Oh, honey. It's a New Orleans okay. accent. Absolutely
0: not. not.
1: You see how he puts in there? So my my friend Sarah is from New Orleans and she does that. She get the pickle pig lips and some plain chips. Now and it's she pig like, lips, the pickle pig lips with the chips and I just be like, "God bless your ministry cuz um, I it." Yeah.
0: that, like on her live, she be having the lips mm-hmm. with the hot sauce and the lays
1: and I would be like, y'all. "Oh
0: yes, I love it. Oh, it's so good and I I want to try it cuz the way it's that she be so eating it, it be looking good as fuck. So I, again. Okay, you go ahead and report really back. Okay. Now, when I grew up, That's we grew pig from the Ruta to the Tuta on for the holidays. <laughs> so we had, <passed. laughs> <So laughs> I just, that wasn't, I just, I wasn't the lip connoisseur. Now, I did do the fresh, um. The, that the um so bad. pig skin, but yeah, we went from the Ruta to the Tuta. I just haven't tried these pickled items. No,
4: you she okay. was
3: connoisseur? Kind of that <laughs> did not sound good, but
0: okay. Mm. I mean, in a certain context, it would, but not what we're okay, talking about right baby. now.
3: <laughs> okay, and on that note, <laughs> it's time to start okay, talking Kendra, about the valley again. But, Well, Kendra, we thank you so much for telling us about that uh, 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 tea-made freezer. Um, We love you You so much, baby girl. No,
4: you don't freeze
3: it. You don't (laughs) freeze it, girl. You just said it's quick. Okay. You leave it on the shelf,
5: please. Thank
4: you
3: for the sugar. And uh,
5: and we
0: are going to hang up. Bye, y'all. Thanks, Kendra. Bye. 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 Thank Hello, y'all. Y'all. All right, so let's get to uh, Mississippi trying to, you know, bribe murder. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wait, wait, okay, wait, y'all. The tennis lesson, can we just talk about how Shell lied, though? Like, uh, Terrica is not going to be Serena. Like, she lied. Okay, I just <laughs> want to put that not. in there before we go to murder and silk. She actually lied about that. She's not good. I don't know why she said that. Y'all know the
0: first time that I watched this, I was trying to figure out why Mercedes' sister was making Erica play tennis. But now that I realize it's not, I also agree. You
1: thought Mercedes (laughs) and
0: Shell were sisters? She said this a
1: number of times. (laughs)
0: why Mercedes supposed doing this to this poor baby? But no, the tennis, absolutely not. And I just, you know, to me, Shell is a horrible parent. Now, we didn't know that on this episode, but this actually is part of it because why are you making her do this? She's not good at it. She doesn't like it. And it keeps her away from Mercedes. Shell is just a horrible person, man. Absolutely. I agree.
2: So, yeah I don't think you were the only person that thought that because the P-Valley account the week that this episode came out, they put out a whole tweet to explain what the relationship was between Shell and Mercedes because I don't know where everybody got that they were sisters from, but a bunch of people got that, obviously.
0: Well, because it doesn't, their connection doesn't totally make sense. Cause, so this is what I thought. I've said this before. I guess I'm saying it live on air today. But what I had thought was they were like growing up in the same house as sisters. Shell is the older sister. Mercedes is the younger sister. And Mercedes got pregnant young, and they didn't want to derail Mercedes or whatever. And so the older sister took the place of the mom, and. That's what I thought forever. I don't know where I got it from either, but I am pleased to know I wasn't the only one that <laughs> went on that tangent. But I thought that up until, like, two months ago, I don't think everybody else had that issue. But, yeah, that's what I thought. Up until two months ago, I thought they were sisters. Um, I know we say that that show is a
2: terrible parent, but I didn't find everything that she did here that bad. Um, she took mm-hmm. uh, Terrica out of the dance class but she knew that was the only time that Mercedes saw her so they were obviously trying to do like a weekend kind of visit thing so she could still have some time with Mercedes but what I don't understand mm-hmm. is what was it that Mercedes was doing that she couldn't make these visits um, Shell said that it had been multiple times that she had to to pick Terrica up off the floor crying when she says Mercedes doesn't show up? Why was Mercedes not showing up? Like, was I this feel something... Like, Go ahead.
0: I feel like this may be something we're going to find out because... We, I think we have looking at Sadie's as being like trying to be the super mom and has always been what we've seen in these episodes. But maybe there was a period where she was kind of a deadbeat because mm-hmm. between her, like um, Chunky Blunky said, she doesn't think that um, Mercedes was um, saving the money all seven years. So with what you just said, it might track that. Maybe there was some years in there that she really wasn't trying to be in Shell's life and she was just off doing whatever, not saving money not showing up and then it's only been recently that she's trying to be in terika's life and maybe that's why shell is the way that she is because that kind of tracks is what you just said because i'm wondering too what happened like you're for more for all intents and purposes you're self-employed like you decide when you work how long you work all that you from what we know you haven't had a boyfriend a husband or anything else so you don't really have friends like that. Yeah. So what was it that stopped you from seeing her?
6: Right. Well,
0: well we
4: remember
3: I put too an asterisk. That, I, <clears throat> go ahead. I put an asterisk right there, and I just said um, a life of sex work can prevent those kind of challenges sometimes when you have family, like a child or whatever, um, you know, I, I don't. I don't know if she kind of, at one point, again, she's the bottom bitch. She's the head bitch in charge, you know. At, at some point, she may have really um, had that big head where she did everything, not just Mercedes Sundays, but she took her work so seriously that Terrica was not her priority. You know, she she did every dance, every night, and she made a name for herself. Like that's how she became so popular because she was she was dancing every single night. Like she was not making Terrica her her priority. Um, and a lot of times that's how you make a name for yourself. Is you were if she was in the champagne room, she was on the main stage if they had Fantasy Fridays, if they had, like, she really became Cliff's ace boom coon because she did everything. And I just I just think once she decided to retire, that's when she decided to be the mom that she felt like she should always been. There was some guilt there. But unfortunately, like, when children grow up, that's when they start to process their own feelings. You know, when they're smaller, they don't really have a lot of feelings to process just yet because they don't know what's going on. But once they get that age, oh, they have their own feelings to process. And you'd be surprised how they just they turn on you real quick. So I don't know. Well,
1: I think a lot of it has to do with, First of all, Mercedes was a child when she had um, Terica. Mm -hmm. So, and then her mother said, you know, you you know, you need to give this baby to them. She made I I imagine from what I remember, I feel like Cortez was still alive when she because she said, you know, she made him take care of Terica, and then he died, and I feel like. Patrice has always felt like Mercedes wasn't ready to be a mother. And think about how difficult Patrice is as these are two adults, and Patrice is trying to undercut her every chance she gets. So I imagine that maybe at first as a child, she didn't take it seriously. I remember when I had, I was was 17 when I had my first child. And I remember the first three months, you know, I was doing all the things a mother should do, but one day it just dawned on me, I am not babysitting this is my child. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it, was, it mm-hmm. sounds weird, but it was like, oh, you know, this is not my baby doll. This is, this is real life. This is a child. Then you have Patrice, who feels Mercedes is not um, adequate to be a mother. So I could see when she was younger, Patrice um, not making it easy for her to try to be in Terrica's life because I feel like she wanted Terrica to go to shell and disappear and become shells problem, you know, shell Mm. situation. Mm. Because remember she says, this is my daughter, and she says, no, she's shells. And so I feel like, you know, in an immature mind, may not have known how to process, handle those things. So Mercedes probably did have a lot of, um, like you said, absences, absentees. She wasn't taught to be a mother. She was taught to, she's shells. And now as she's older, she's almost 30 she, some along the lines of real life, what's important to her, she wants to be a part of Terica's life. She wants to be the mother that she should be. You know, we can see that she's been trying to be Terica's friend, but now she wants to be Terrica's mother. And so Shell is like, this is my child. I've had her, and you've been irresponsible. I don't want to give you that chance. Patrice is telling her, you need to leave her with Shell. You know, but now she's got the backbone to fight for it. So I'm really excited to see how this pans out in season three now that she has Terica currently temporarily. But I would love to see that fight for permanence and her stand in her motherhood. And you know what, you
3: I just thought about that because when they were in jail, Sadie did say the court, she had to become a stable mom, right? And she was like, mm-hmm. I got a I job, which was, um the sex work which is the club right Mm -hmm. when they were in jail together and she mentioned that and stuff like that so it was like she was her whole reason was fighting fighting to get the stable work to become a better mother so maybe she stayed away for all the things that you were that you were saying just now that's a very good point yeah okay all right, so we have an hour thirty minutes because we spent twenty minutes on pizza the Pig, feed and Peppermint pickles <laughs> and Lassie Pissers, and all that kind of shit. That Woo! was quality
4: oh, content. Okay. Quality what content. Was?
3: That was it. Really, right. it really was. And and it was. you know what? I really wanna use I really want to use our YouTube, y'all, to make a challenge with the Pink Pissy and you know i'm with tia and all that kind of stuff with us doing challenges with, with different pickles and all that kind of stuff um, oh, so we're just going to oh.
0: we going to have the family oh, oh, tell
3: kendra mind no.
4: her damn business
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> we, no we no have a whole little contact no, with me. the family they can get on with with pick an item they try it, submit the video, we post it and we say whoever got the best reaction wins something. We don't know what you winning, but we just we just put that out what? there. That might be a contest coming soon.
3: You know what? We love it and on that note we got calls for the
6: family message. Hey, what's up? It's your girl Nay Baby. Tuning in to the dopest radio show out there, Pink Sunday Radio.
0: Hey, Pink Posse, it's Jontisha. I'm just stopping by to say that I hope that Tia, Tanika, Ja, and Koji continues blessing us with the opportunity to not only voice their opinions, but ours, too.
1: Hey, what's up? It's your girl. I
3: didn't double hit that thing. I'm sorry, family. <laughs>
5: Oh my God! I got so excited about that challenge that I double hit it because I was
3: so excited. I apologize, but um, y'all get it. Uh, let's <laughs> move on. Okay, bitch, I was up here going da, 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 like I was literally dancing with my hand on the button because of that challenge here, and I just <laughs> sorry. Anyway. Let's move on to murder and sip, please, because I know that's going to be kind of a hot topic right now. So we got murder pulling up, okay, in his little hoofy, y'all. What I noticed about murder is he really wasn't dripped out in his red and green at this time. Y'all noticed that? I mean, maybe, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he just wasn't, um... I mean,
0: Maybe they, they hadn't totally decided yet
4: because it was a
2: lot yeah. of first. Season. It was yeah. I don't think they have fully established the gang colors and the gang rivalry okay. yet. Because he was blue headed yeah. Okay, so uh, okay, because when he walked up on was like
3: but it, Okay, all right
0: then.
1: But in one oh four which is a he was rocking Gucci and Mae was already mad that he had on his Christmas tree colors. So maybe right. murder yeah. is an equal opportunity color wearer <laughs> sometimes. So, you know, you know he's going to walk his red and green, but sometimes, you know. So yeah, I don't remember him. N- N- okay.
2: And one 1- for, did Maine have on blue and gold then? Or I know yeah, he I don't said something like about
0: someone. the Christmas,
2: Christmas colors. No, Look, he did. I, I a clown, think, I I remember, I think clown he
0: had on a... Because he didn't have a shirt on, but I, I feel like he had that neckerchief on his ankle, an ankle chip.
1: That's what I was
0: That tied right his ankle in the ankle chip. I no, think he had that. See,
4: on in, in 104,
1: May had on a yellow shirt, some Ooh. copper pants. Because i seen the picture. Oh, he did, because I posted the picture. And i was neither. like, what were you wearing? <laughs> It was some copper pants, like this copper tin man pants. It he was. He had on some, some gold or like bronze colored shoes, and he had a yellow oh, shirt on. So family. he didn't really have a gold and blue quite. He had on the gold. He was all gold out, let's just say. And he had his neckerchief around his wrist. This time it was a bracelet.
0: <laughs> bracelet, correct, correct. <laughs> I can't remember if it was the ankle or the arm, a
1: bracelet. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. It seems like season two, I definitely feel like Murder was feeling more loyal um, to HVH because he didn't rock. He mainly rocked, you know, his red and green a lot season two.
6: But, you know,
1: season one, he was like, yeah, I'm HVH, but also I'm going to rock whatever I want to. Mm
3: Kendra said, "Murder does what the fuck he wants. That's why CFC be pissed. LOL. Okay. So, Murda woke up, with that. and what's so funny to me is how he was like, I don't know what the fuck you think you saw, but it's like, <laughs> she saw you, boy.
0: She, she saw, Bruh, you.
3: Right. saw you. Bruh,
0: we saw you slopping what? down Uncle Clifford. That's what <laughs> we saw. You slopping <laughs> <That's what laughs> down Uncle right.
3: Clifford. Stop
5: that it right now. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean,
3: what was you gonna try to tell her? And then she says to him, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, okay. So anyway, let's love, let's get that into part. Yeah, let's get into because it was kinda like I think at that point Silk was already into her how can I make this happen bad? Like, how can I use this opportunity, right? Do yeah, y'all think she was already? I think when before murder showed up, she was already formulating how can I how can I formulate this? How can I make this a business opportunity? Meanwhile he was trying to show up and I don't know, threaten her and trying to keep it on the low. So, break it down for me, family. What
4: y'all think?
2: I think her idea for the business thing came as soon as she saw, saw those views on that video start going up. I don't think
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: her seeing Unk and Murda in the room had anything to do with her plan for them to work together. Mm-hmm. I think she would have wanted mm-hmm. that regardless. Um, I think mm-hmm. her saying, I don't know what you talking about had a lot to do because if she had mm-hmm. seen Murder kissing anybody else in that club, I think she would have told it quick as she could. But because mm-hmm. it was Unk, she let that go. And you know, she's not gonna tell mm-hmm. Unk's business like that. Maybe some of the other girls would have. Mm-hmm but not her or Mercedes mm-hmm. or maybe Gidget, I don't know. But, I mean, she's mm-hmm. business-minded, and she saw this as an opportunity. She, she was in that phone from the moment, um, Mer- I don't know what to call it, it was Mercedes' last dance, but whatever that night is with those two, the minute those views started going up. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, y'all were talking about Chuck Elisa being in the past. 2019, why are we on Worldstar? like what you know what i'm telling
0: y'all they go between period piece and current piece because <laughs> world star <laughs> hip-hop who the who the what
2: <laughs> like is that even still was that still a thing oh,
4: no. I, kinda,
1: I mean i know world star still does something but I don't know if they that's like been that's like shade not, room, that's not the room thing. or something.
0: The shade room, yeah, the shade mm-hmm. room probably would have been better. Or what is that <laughs> bicep bicep shade room? One of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I, I love how she does that. She looks him dead in his eyes and tells him, "I don't know what you're talking about." And I love that because it's more like you the one tripping,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and ain't nobody over here tripping, you know. Um, and I like that he just. <laughs> you can tell that he Lil' little murder is having a moment and he's like, oh, okay. You know, but I feel like I love this. This is where you get to see where Keyshawn changed from where I'm going to work. I'm just pretty to, okay, you know, we got to ride this while we can. We got to jump on the boat. You know, you ain't got no base. You ain't got no this. You don't got no that. Um, But also I feel like, Murder, this is where I kind of noticed this watch. Murda is a little impressionable. Um, up until this moment, Wodey is like, you know, so she goes in and she says, "What Wodey managing? He ain't, you ain't got no base. You don't have no this. You don't have no that." Duh, 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 duh. We see later on in the episode where they're at the studio, and he starts coming at Wodey like that. Well, you supposed to be my manager, then manage it, niggas. Like you was cool until this and that, you know. Till she started saying, "Well, Wodey's not doing this, Wodey's not doing that." It's not as intense in season two, but we do get to see the same thing. He's like, "Well, where's my brand? Where's my this? Where's my that?" There's a little um, comparison that murder starts to i think i feel like murder starts to kind of not see wody as what he was seeing before but it seems like it's because of the influence that mississippi is speaking on oh i'm sorry if y'all heard that um what do you guys think about that
0: No, i think okay first and foremost this is the first time when i saw because and i think and i I never noticed this before, like I did and I didn't. I think this is when we're first starting to see murders blow up, because this is when we got, like, the fresh fade, like, the bigger mm-hmm. hair and bone. Like, he came because we walked up in the scene, I was like, who is that? Okay. <laughs> like, because, you know, before, to me, he was always kind of scruffy. I'm mm. sorry. And this may just be a personal thing, because I like stuff. Oh, like, I like... Cuts and stuff like that and it was never giving that until this scene but this is the sip i like to see the sip that's confident that's smart and that knows it and like i think koji has talked mm-hmm. about this before the more she gets away from Derek, the more we see this sip so i'm really looking forward to Derek being gone whatever way he leaves if it's mm-hmm. in prison if it's in the grave if it's in the coma. Whatever way Derek leaves, I'm looking forward Not to seeing her. Well, I just want to <laughs> I don't care how it happens, but whatever
1: way he leaves,
0: I'm looking forward to seeing Sip in this because this is the Sip we saw in season two when she was with Rome, and this is such a contrast from I'm just pretty. No, you're actually extremely intelligent, but you have just been beat down so long you don't have confidence in it yet. And I do agree with Tanika that I don't, I don't know that Tip is a tell the business type of person. I think Tip is one of those people that she might tell a Gidget or somebody like that, and that's the person that tells the business, like what we've seen. Because I don't think that Sip's bag. But if you, if the business is told and she was the one, she'll be like, yeah, okay, so fuck it, I said it, like that's it. And mm-hmm. I just this theme for me, I love that. And I think this when she said. I don't know what you're talking about. I think this was kind of like the cementing of their friendship because this is the first person that knew his secret. Like, clearly, she knows. Like I said, he was slobbing Uncle Mm Clifford down in the office. Mm -hmm. She knows. But this is Mm -hmm. the first person that I think he's actually, in a way, confided in. That didn't treat him any differently. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the foundation. Mm-hmm. And yes, Murda is incredibly impressionable. That's why it's incredibly mm-hmm. important for him to have the right people around him, like an Uncle Clifford, mm-hmm. like a Keyshawn. Because I think that's also mm-hmm. how he got into some of the other things, like the sex work and everything else. Is because if it's the wrong people, he's getting he's impressionable in the total wrong way.
3: Yeah, and I do wanna add to something I noticed for sip is that two men that do care or have shown compassion for her in her abusive in the abusive context is um Diamond when he was taking care of her bruises and Murda who noticed her bruises And she was like, black girls don't breathe. And he was like, yeah, they do. You know, there was a level of, um, I think she kind of felt just, you know how some people, when you are abused and they can kind of turn a blind eye to you or just kind of don't even pay attention or... I don't know. Sometimes when you are in a situation like that, it does make you feel a certain kind of way when somebody doesn't even notice that these things are happening to you. You know, so I think that that was a very important moment, in my opinion, that it was pointed out that these men have, uh, you know, noticed that kind of physical harm her. Um I don't know. I just I just felt like that was important. Okay. <clears throat> um okay, so we're at an hour and fifteen minutes. Let's see. Uh this, this dusty scene
0: child I <laughs>
3: This dusty scene in the hotel, I think it just really goes to show that Chuckleisa has a lot of stuff going on outside of the pink. Um, and I guess it was important to show, if you will, what exactly is going on with Dusty. You know, because for the most part, we just see him coming in on an eighteen-wheeler delivering, you know, the product. You know what I'm saying, but we don't we don't know what he got going on other than that. So I guess I I guess we know that he he actually got some serious shit going on, getting high a girls. You know he actually making products, staying hotel to hotel. I found it funny that B L was like, "Shit, I know where you at," and they actually have a bond. I'm just so curious to find out how these motherfuckers end up at the same. Um But do y'all have anything y'all wanna say on that or that's not really that's not really anything we can we can discuss?
0: I just wanna say that be fine. That's all I got. I oh
3: I knew your ass oh, I knew your ass was gonna
0: say that.
1: (laughs) I knew that's what you
3: was gonna say. I knew that was gonna be your only commentary,
4: child.
1: I love how I feel like this is the first time I kind of – first of all, I was trying to figure out who the hell traps out of a hotel. Like, I know you're not supposed to do that where you live, but it's like a hotel, you know? But mainly my thing, I thought this scene pointed out how much respect both people have for Uncle Clifford. Um, for when sure. I started, the very first time mm-hmm. that I watched this, you know, it's one thing to respect a person's pronouns or situations or whatever it is when they're there. And I loved to see how they are away from the club. They're away from Uncle Clifford, or anybody who knows her. They're having a talk. They're, they show how much reverence and respect they have for her as a person, and they respect her pronouns in her absence. And um, I know so many people who, struggle with that, and so behind a person's back, they will misgender them because they're still working out um, within themselves that thing. But I love the respect is shown at all times, and, um, you know, Big L, even though he wants to go against Uncle Clifford's wishes, here he's his reasoning is to save her you know, she right, saved right. him before. He feels a debt of gratitude to her, and he wants to be able to save her as well, return that favor. Mm-hmm. Duffy, we really don't know Duffy's connection or how Uncle Clifford has been a benefit to Duffy just quite yet. I know. But I noticed something he always says. What would Uncle Clifford say? You know, he told him in the other episode, you know what Uncle Clifford said about no D, no mm. D in the, you know, whatever. No, so like vitamin Duffy D in the VIP. Re- exactly. So Duffy has a very strong respect for Uncle Clifford. And um, I look back to the season finale of episode, uh, season two finale when Uncle Clifford came in there mad as fuck about those um, pills. Mm-hmm. Duffy didn't look upset at Uncle Clifford for throwing the, the pills. He looked upset at Big L for 100%.
4: having him
1: in this mess. One hundred. He was like, I percent. told your ass, season one. I told your ass. You know what will Uncle Clifford say? You know she said we don't want to do this, and so now you have me in this mess with you, he with somebody upset. that
0: he heavily respects, because he Duffy yeah, yeah. heavily respects Uncle Clipper, So it's like, bro, you ain't clear this up mm-hmm. or do nothing, and now I'm mm-hmm. in it, and I'm. In her mm-hmm. line of sight, that I did something wrong. Yeah, yeah he didn't like that.
2: So yeah, that makes me it. think: how is he going to react to all the stuff that that Roulette is doing in the club? Because mm-hmm. that's going to be a big problem. Yeah, he he has it. a lot of respect, oh. and he don't. He, I don't think he would want to be be caught up in that and getting on Uncle Clipper's bad side with that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. his loyalty is going to be tested there.
3: It's going to be a mess. And you know what? Something else is the fact that um, Big Dale knew that he could call on Dusty, and Dusty pulled up with all them damn people to help with Uncle Clifford and the club. Like, to, you know, with the uh-huh. with the heifer and everything. Like, they just pulled up and was like, oh, you know, we got you. Like, there's just such an overwhelming respect and love for her. Like it it warms my heart just how much. But I'm I agree with yeah. you, Tamika. That, that rule, that roulette situation, girl, I think Duffy will be in her ass if when he finds out about that situation well, I said when when last I,
0: episode. That I definitely huh? think there's an Olivia Pope type thread here, and that Uncle Clifford has saved these people um yes. they, I think that's the key to her to their loyalty to her and i mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll be able to explore it fully in season three, but in four and five because we're mm-hmm. speaking five seasons into existence mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. three and five, mm-hmm. I really want to have the backstory of. What did she mm-hmm. do to save them? Because it's giving me that mm-hmm. Olivia Pope, you saved me, oh, yeah. so I'm going to save you. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, Huck? Huck? Big L is definitely Huck. Like, Big L is definitely, uh, I mean, it's, it's giving, I agree with you totally. Like, if we went through all the characters, it is definitely giving that, for sure. But I'm sorry I skipped over um, one conversation that's so important when we first have the Grandmother Ernestine meeting. But before that, I know I told you all from the top of it, Query is our focus right now. So we have a special, special, special drop coming up for y'all. And I want y'all to listen very carefully because we have another goal that we need y'all to come through for us. Okay, family? Let's pause for that.
1: Hey, Pink Posse. The Queer are here celebrating and honoring the year's best in LGBTQ plus media and culture. P-Valley is nominated in the TV drama category, and Nico Annen is nominated for performance TV. I know you want our face to receive all of their flowers, so go to QueerTea.com to vote, or just tap the link tree in our bio. Voting in February 21st, winners will be announced via a live event on February 28, 2023. This is a daily vote. So let's run it up every day. Congratulations, P Valley and Nico Anan, on your queerty nomination. All right, all right, let's get up. Let's
3: give it up. Let's give it up for Miss Johnny it. Let's give it up, Miss Ms. Got it. Up for Ms. Got it. with that with that queer with that queer drop for us. Appreciate it, Mama Pizza. Um Let's get into Grandmother Ernestine. I just want to say that one of the things that I noticed is how they kept everything downstairs, and I didn't realize that until 207 when um, murder came upstairs and was like, oh, this is your secret lair And I was like, didn't he visit that damn house? Like, didn't he have a date? And I was like, Oh, and it just really showed how I mean, the difference in their relationship. You know what I'm saying? It was kinda like, you know, when somebody come upstairs, that means you really, really feeling somebody, you know. And um I just I just noticed the level of a relationship between the two. It was kind of like an initial meeting with the family, and then the next step in their relationship, although I know the situation was very, very different, don't get me wrong. However, just him being in her secret lair and then him saying, hopefully I'm worthy enough. And she was like, you yeah, did, ain't it? You know, I just noticed that. But anyway, so let's start with that discussion. Anybody want to go next?
1: Um, I just want to say I definitely feel like in this scene where we meet grandmother Ernestine, um, well, this is not where we meet her for the – no, yeah, so this is where we meet her for the first time. I'm trying to figure out what was the purpose of Uncle Clifford trying to sneak past her (laughs) to get to the kitchen. Like, I didn't understand this, and I think this is how we first really find out that she's blind, you know, first of all, because I'm also like, uh, I was watching this, and I was like, "Uh, what are you doing? You know, but I always, like, we know people who have certain senses, Um, missing their other senses are sharper so I imagine that (laughs) Uncle Clifford would know that first of all Grandmother Ernestine can smell your perfume she heard you when you hit the if not the first step the second step on your way down then you're trying to slide past or you look like you're trying to end what was you doing where are you going (laughs) (laughs) And, and what is the purpose I know that's not like a big thing, but I was always, this has always stumped me. You trying to get the last piece of cake in the kitchen without her finding out or something? You didn't want to talk to her? Like, what What, what are we doing here?
0: I think my good sisters didn't feel like being bothered between thinking murder had my killed sure. Mississippi, <laughs> them being, um,
3: oh my God,
0: then being like all awestruck, oh but then God. now you got the foreclosure notice. I think it was just like she's about to be all happy and high and everything else, and she just didn't feel like being bothered. Yeah, I it's think so. A generational
3: also. Language, it's a generational language barrier for me. Like, And then Murder was <laughs> like, nigga, no. Like, they oh, need my to God, stop.
2: you dead? You killed her? It was like, she know what dead it means. They got to stop making my yeah. sister seem older than she is. <laughs> You know good and okay, hell well he didn't kill
0: that girl. Man,
4: I, oh, right. Come
5: on. Oh <laughs> with, with her little oh, chili the really pom-pom. With
4: her little chili to pom-pom sap. I'm Wasn't saying, that but so
0: even, so if did, Clipper, he yep. even if he did, you know, <laughs> Uncle Cliff would be like, oh, okay. So anywho,
4: what are we
0: doing tomorrow? Right. <laughs> No, not for Mississippi though.
2: For a random yes, but not not Mississippi. She
1: would have some questions so cute about when she
2: and, Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Okay. No, I'm just saying. I thought it was so cute, though. You guys mentioned her pom pom socks when she was laying. She was reading his little text <laughs> message, and mm-hmm. she curled you know, up in a little ball and everything. put her phone on her chest. Yeah. Oh my god! I was like, yes. Sis? That was the
3: cutest.
0: Oh my like, God. that
1: was I adorable love that because
3: so it just means that she hasn't had that kind of, like, you could just tell that it's been so long for my sweetie, you know. Mm-hmm. And she finally has somebody making her feel little butterflies.
1: You know what mm. it made me think about? Remember we were on the live last night with um, Tony, Bryce, and Monroe. And they mentioned, oh, I want to so say good. it was a line. I just want to say yes, that was so they, good, y'all. Thank it you. It was really good. I remember they mentioned a line um, from the Hot Wing King that was one of their favorites, and it was something along the lines of, they only want me for a night, right? And I feel mm-hmm. like Uncle Clifford is used to those people who they don't want to live in the light, Right but they they like what they like, so they're willing to, you know, pop up at the club and press their luck. They want to, you know, have a one-night stand, you know, in the closet somewhere, but that's it. And so this time she has someone who is pursuing her for more. You know, she said to him in the office, hey, you know, we did what we did. I got carried away, you know, um, I got other stuff to do. She's That's what she's used to, and that's what she's expecting. But he's courting her. When you going to let a motherfucker take you out? You know, when you... Du-du-du-du-du. So I feel like these are, I don't want to maybe new feelings for her. You know, she's having that schoolgirl energy. Like, remember you were young? It was like in high school, a boy was texting you or a boy was calling you because I didn't have a cell phone when I was young. You know, a boy was calling you, and you were like, Oh my God, so-and-so called me. He wants to take me to the movies. You know, she's having that moment as an adult. And so I think it really speaks to the fact that she hasn't had a lot of people seeking her heart. Seeking what's in her pants, yes, mm-hmm. but not her heart. Yes. And I love that for myself. Amen. <laughs> yep.
3: We love, yes, we love that for her. Mm -hmm. I just think anything else about I just think no I just think it's crazy that I think I've said this before that um, Katori has really created a character that we have embraced like it's a fictional character but like we're up here talking about the character as <laughs> this a real character, like, 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 yes, we love that.
4: Philosophy. Like, oh
0: Child, God. we be over here talking about. I want to know how they grew up. <laughs> right. right. I want to know how the fictional character grew up. What is the source of this trauma? What oh happened God. in their childhood?
3: God. So, yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah,
3: we didn't rewatch this. We and we gonna what did we say? We gonna rewatch this? How many more times? Two, like
0: at least we two. How many it takes until this. season three? But we going we right. gonna mix it up. And we, and, and, <laughs>
4: yeah, right. but,
0: but
3: y'all just just so y'all know, the audience listening and the chat, we we okay. we don't we trying to do another <laughs> so. You know, it won't be the same next time. Okay, all right. So uh, let's see. Haley and Sadie and Taffy. Now, there's a little weird interaction with um. Uh, you know, I keep forgetting Andre, Andre, and Haley. Y'all want to comment on the little weird thing going on with them? I know Tia probably do.
2: So, first of all, remind me oh, what, what happened. Why? I, I I don't even remember what happened. Why are they not talking? What was the deal with that? Cause
5: I, I don't be,
2: think that they
0: said anything. They just hadn't been talking in a week. <laughs> I don't. I don't know.
2: Okay, I thought I missed and I that.
0: And I don't even know how much time has passed, cause I feel like a week is like half the season. But I don't know, <laughs> they ain't talked in a week.
1: Kendra said it's because Andre is forgettable. She just forgot about him. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: I wonder the same thing, because she left the hotel. They weren't speaking terms. You know, she's like, hey, you know, I lost my daughter. To, you know, and then she's like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to go your wife so maybe maybe it was that maybe when she looked at him maybe she was
0: trying to be good like and not yeah that's what the married man yeah. okay right i think she was just trying
3: to distance herself a little bit because then you remember what was it murder night you know that's when she brought up like he's married you know and sadie uh-huh. was like Blah blah blah. So maybe that's what it was. She was trying to distance herself. Yeah, that's true. Um Okay, well I guess we can move on then, child. We can move on to the whole Wayne and Wyatt and the pulling out of the gun. That whole situation. That was really tense. Um I you know
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I wanna talk about
0: that? I watched this episode Please. after last week's because it just flowed into this episode, and I guess I didn't really watch this episode because last week was the first time I saw um, Wyatt basically treat Corbin like a slave, like, mm-hmm. why do you, you, mm-hmm. you give me a drink? That's, that was the first time I saw that. I was like, oh, that was nasty work. And then Corbin went and got nasty. it. I was like, bruh, absolutely oh, no ain't No way.
1: Mm. So, you know, they've been treating him like this his whole life. His mother was the maid. He probably had been helping her around the plantation. If she was the nanny type, maybe he had been helping with, you know, all of that independently. So it's like they've always looked at him as a servant, as beneath them. And so now they're adults and this is this is par for the course. Corbin, get me another drink, won't you? And though Corbin doesn't yeah. like it, after much consideration, he does what he's always done, which is pander to his brothers, cower to his brothers, hoping that one day they'll see his value, his benefit, or his hard work, and say, you know what, the, you know whatever. Well what he should have really did was tell him, get your stupid ass up and get it yourself, because you got me fucked up, because that would have been me. But you know. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, y'all. I was mad. Let me take you down mad. the street and show me where you where you had me fucked up at.
1: Because
0: if you <laughs> exactly. die, the fires of girl. hell will be hot on your ass before I go and get your ass a drink.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I'm talking about. He shouldn't have mm-hmm. spit in it like Seeley did and color purple. No, that's not nice. <laughs> sorry, y'all, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be forgetting that. You know, that's not nice. So
0: do y'all this think this was it. the point where Andre went from just there for business, I just want to get these contracts and go, to really, really pushing for the lease because he wanted to fuck the Cow Brothers, the uh, the White Cow Brothers.
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. I think this was definitely the turning point cuz how dare you? Yeah. I'm here trying to help you get the sale that you want. You're mad because Corbin isn't, you know, um following suit. And you pull a you pull this bullshit out on me? You know, and you have the upper hand here. But I'm going to show you where I got the upper hand.
0: Now, here's this my thing about this scene. I didn't realize until one of the last times I watched it that they signed this one on paper, child. The moment I found out that there wasn't no bullets in that gun, it would have been some slow singing and flower bringing. Okay. Cause how yes. fucking dare you? Yes. That damn um, papers would have been. Them papers would have been in that fire. And <laughs> it would have been. Oh, that ain't no way, boy. Ain't no way.
3: Yeah, it was in his eyes, though, to be honest. Andre's eyes, he definitely wanted to bring it to them Kyle brothers at that point. And he wanted to seal the deal. It did shift, I think, at this moment. I agree. I agree so, with
2: you,
6: Josh, for real.
2: So I Go know we, we, we joke on and off on Twitter about the Chuckalisa Strangler. And we have said Are that we think that Wyatt Kyle is the Chucklehead Strangler. I don't know if I ever really watched this scene as close as I did this week, and saw how deranged Wayne Kyle looked in this scene. Like he looked pure crazy for no, re- like it wasn't uh-huh. even that serious. Even when he had the gun, like the look in his eyes. I think Wayne Kai, I mean, if the Chuckalisa Strangler is really a thing, I think I'm off off Wyatt as the Chuckalisa Strangler and on to Wayne.
0: Well, I said this, I think, a couple weeks ago, too, that I didn't notice how, because I always, I don't know, in my memory I thought it was Wyatt that had the gun just because of how hostile his personality has been the whole time. That's why I think they're, like, co-stranglers, and so – somehow or another, Wyatt, because he is like, if you, so let's say they're the Stranglers, so we, we're gonna go all in on this theory. <laughs> they're the Stranglers. <laughs> I'm then, like, whoa. <laughs> <then> Wayne is, <laughs> Wayne, you know how like when you watch serial killer stuff, it'd be like that there'd be partners yes. and one mm-hmm. is like the super smart like mm-hmm, super mm-hmm. like charismatic you know personality mm-hmm. like when people find out they'd be like not Wayne Wayne is the nicest blah 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 and then you have the other one that like really does the dirty work but they be the dumb one in my mind so they, White
3: they brother.
0: are Wayne is the smart one that keeps it low-key, everybody respects him. He's the city on um, the city council, mm. all that. Wyatt is the one that really is about that action, but he goes a little too far at times. And so in my mind, the reason why we didn't see him this season is because the block was hot, and Wayne has sent Wyatt off until the block wasn't hot anymore, and we're going to see him again in season three. That's my theory. <laughs>
2: <laughs> see, I always took it as, like, Wyatt was the one – doing the strangling and killing people, and Wayne was covering everything up, yet yeah, John Tisha just said the same thing on uh, in the chat. Wayne was doing the cover-up, but I could see Wayne killing some of these folks the way he was acting in this room with that gun, because he looked like a pure crazy man. I can definitely see him yeah. being some type of serial killer, if our off-the-wall theory is correct.
1: You know, Wayne reminds me of, and I'm probably going to get maybe from some people some slack for this. Um, what's his, mm. his name? I really don't like him. He just smiles Joel and teases Osteen. And Joel Osteen. I, I believe that Joel Osteen Ooh. is either a, a pedo or a mass murderer behind that smile. It's really, it's like, I'm smiling but you should be very uncomfortable. And that's the energy I get from Wayne. Wayne, when he's being, you know, especially when he was interim mayor, he's all, hi, I just came to, you know, give my condolences. But it's almost like behind that really calm face and, you know, it's like, I would really like to be peeling your face off of its skull right now, you know, but I want you to think that I'm a nice guy. And it's like other people are like, no, Joel is so nice. Like go back to Joel Osteen. Oh, he's so nice. He's so this and this and that. But I've always felt so oh very, my God. very uncomfortable oh my about the way God. he looked. I had a police officer pull me over like that once, and he never stopped smiling and talking to me in that very weird, calm voice, but I felt very much in danger. You know, it was just something about the smile felt like a mask. And that's what I get from Wayne. The 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 public persona is, hey, I'm your everyday guy, but I have some body parts chopped up in the basement, you know, and in jars and stuff. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I went really far. Whoa, whoa. Y'all also creeped out. I
0: don't yeah, know if I have yeah, apologies for people who love Joel, you did, but he's always freaked me out too. Especially because he comes from a lineage of church people. You know, we've talked about that. That stuff like that always creeps me out.
4: Um.
1: My, my bad to those who love uh, Joel Osteen. You know, <laughs> the views expressed. <laughs> and this is why we have that in place. Okay, those are my personal views, and they do not belong to anybody else but me. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So, let it safe to say we should move
0: uh, to date night? Are we already at date night?
1: Yes, yeah, girl. We,
0: um, oh, we like, are. I that, thought, wait, what, what about yeah, um, um, i I'm was just
1: speaking to me. Oh, oh okay, that was, yeah, I that, that was a long time ago. I, well, we can go back because that's important. Yeah, I forgot. Oh, did we skipped that? that? Mm-hmm. I think we did. I was
2: after Big L and Dusty.
1: That was be, All right. Yeah, that was before Haley and them was at Mhm. Well,
0: let's get to the date.
1: <laughs> oh, Let's okay. just let's just say this real quick. It's it's real cl- in this scene with the nail scene. This is where we find out that Eloise is a um, graduate of the Pink, the very first Pink graduate. And so, you know, that's importantly to note. We may not have time to spend on it, but it's important to note for future points in the story. That is DJ Never Scared Mama. Okay.
4: <laughs> hey, hey! I want to thank hear. you for my resident genealogist Chuck, if, Okay,
3: if we got if we got tabernacles and chuckleys the stranglers, we got DJ Never Scared Mama. I don't care what y'all say. Anyway,
4: <laughs> okay. Now,
3: I so wanna, I have. I just questions. wanna. I, go ahead go. to you,
1: Ann. <laughs>
0: so, do you think if grandmother Ernestine hadn't have given murder the cosign, like he was good, do you think Uncle Clifford would have still seen murder after that if Ernestine didn't like him?
2: Mm. Oh, if she didn't like uh-huh. him.
0: Because she clearly co-signed him on this date. And on the timeline last night, people said murder was actually on a date (laughs) with grandmother Cotinstein and not murder. And then she gave the co-sign at the end and was like, um, he can come back. Basically, like, I like him. If it was the other (laughs) way and she didn't like him, do you think Uncle Clifford would have still continued on with murder? I think she would have.
2: She would have let him, like, bend over that jukebox a couple more times, but it wouldn't have been the relationship that they have now. I don't think there's any way, no.
1: I don't know if it would have affected whether or not she saw him again, but I definitely feel like it was a big, you know, um, he got a lot of cool points, as we used to say, for this. You get to visibly see her, um, really enjoying and finding good vibes and watching those two interact with each other and enjoy each other. She really appreciated that. So I definitely feel like I I can't really speak to, I feel like I definitely agree. Yeah, she would probably get, you know, she would allow a few more rumbles in the jungle or whatever. But what really tipped the scale, I feel, is that um, her grandmother and him got along so well and they were vibing, and she was like, oh, you know, she could see it.
3: Yeah, I definitely don't think Murder would have been able to step on that porch in 202, and she would have been in my cookie letter, cookie letter, I and all that kind of stuff if there was no um, approval. Yeah, I, I just don't think it would have gotten that far. I, I agree with uh, Tanika with the whole maybe a few more little you know, jukebox moments or whatever, but I, I just think that, a uh, Cliff and Ernestine's relationship is very, very strong, and I think any opinion that she would have one, someone, um, as special or possibly serious like that, that would hold a lot of weight for her, um, because she's already, um, it's hard for Cliff, right? So I think um, if there was any doubt in trusting someone and opening up, I think that it would be hard for her to
6: do so. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think I also at I this th- point she's not she's not completely sure of murder. So if, if mm-hmm. grandmother had been like, you know, no, I don't like him, I, I don't mm-hmm. think she would have ever got to the point where she, she trusted that relationship
1: hmm yeah. I feel like this scene yeah. is what made me understand 210 better. Um, you know, I know we talk about it's like Murda is on his way on tour, you know, in 210. He's, the goal we've seen him work, work for both seasons is, like, coming to this fruition, right? right. But he gets off the bus, he wants to fight, for what he has with Uncle Clifford, and I know we've seen on the timeline we've had some of those debates (laughs) about, like, nah, he should have went on tour, he should have did this and that, but I watched this episode with new eyes, and Murda was really enjoying that family time. You know, like it was just mentioned in the timeline, he was sitting at, I think it was on the timeline, or one of you all just said that, oh, no, Lex said, he sat between her legs like a grandson would. He did. He sat at her feet. He was eating every word that came out of her mouth. You know, Uncle Clifford was on the other side of the couch looking irritated, and he was just absorbing all of Grandmother Ernestine's stories and, and happiness, and he was really enjoying that whole time, you know, at the end when she says, oh, he can come back. He's giddy. He's excited. Um, I feel like Murta has – lacked that love, that that familial comfort, you know. And so this is, it's looking like this is the first time that he's had what, or having a taste of what family feels like. So that's why he was willing to skip out on his studio session because he was having way too much, you know, he was, feeling a lot more joy, his, his cup was being filled more in that family environment at grandmother's house, telling, listening to stories and absorbing her wisdom. And so I feel like this is one of those things where you think what you want or what's going to give you what you want is this. Murda felt like his music career was going to give him what he wanted, but what he really wants is family. That fills his cup more than that success. And this is the first time I'm seeing it. Like, not really, but you know what I'm saying? Like, in season one, I feel like this is where you were like, oh, what you really need is love and family and, and, you know, that sort of thing that holds more value. Yeah, I
3: agree. And also I just want to correct my own self because my comment about him not going upstairs compared to downstairs was for this moment, not the like I got that mixed up. So, and I'm sure that made clear, but yeah, I just noticed that um the difference in their relationship. 'cause when in two oh seven when he was upstairs and the look on his face was just like, Oh, like I'm in the secret lair and it's like, Wait, what wasn't he at the house? And it just it just kinda like elevated their relationship a little bit more and it also shows how um it takes a lot for Cliff to trust someone to come into her She's very private. Um, so it takes a lot, and, and that's how much murder means to her. So, yeah. Tia, you want to add something?
0: No, I agree with all this. I wrote some stuff in the comments because I think um, as a consensus, as a family, um, we've all kind of um, – thought that murder was probably raised by his grandmother or has had some elder um, influences in his life just because of how much of an old soul he is. And I think that's what Mm -hmm. we see here. I don't know what's happened to his mother and his grandmother. I'm sure we're going to get that in future seasons. But they're clearly not around because we haven't seen them, like, so far where they're in his life at all. So I think this was like that it was the embracing of the new family that embraces him, that he's feeling the love, and that, like, he didn't want to leave. And it wasn't just because, you know, he's in love with Cliff. It's because he's just in love with this whole family vibe. And in the chat, we're talking about 210 when – um, Uncle Clifford was like, you can't say it's because you want to cook for your nigga and her grandma every day. And Murder's like, uh, that's exactly what I want to do. Because that's like, he's mm-hmm. honored being able to serve them. Mm-hmm. He's honored being able to mm-hmm. take care of them. And now that grandma is out after all that's happened, like that was the almost mm-hmm. loss for Murder too. Like yes, it was a mm-hmm. almost lost yeah. for Cliff, but that was an almost lost too. Yeah. So it's like I mm-hmm. would love to sit and be able to serve her until whenever she does yeah. leave us for real cuz we just almost lost her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is good stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's, that's Murder's <laughs> wife.
3: Okay? That is Murder's wife. That is his grandmother-in-law. Okay? Period. That is the that's his grandma. That's how murder looking at it. Cliff didn't look at it that way, but murder is like, no, you're not understanding. This is how I'm looking at it. I want to do that every day, and I don't think Cliff, when you think when when somebody is younger like that, you just think they don't have the capacity to love like that, you know. And mm-hmm. they do. They're, like just because you're younger doesn't mean you don't have the life experience. Experiences. Everybody, extremely, like we really, really do. There are people who are ten years younger than me that have a lot more shit that they've been through. Their emotions were able to have capacity for a lot of things, um, and you know. So, uh, anyway, sorry. I was just fixing to go on and on about that, but yeah. I agree.
0: So let's get to my good sis being jealous of Mississippi. No, I'm just kidding, but let's go to the next scene.
3: <laughs> well, well, no, I just want to say that I just, I do want to say that we have 35 minutes left. So if anybody does want to call, they are welcome to call. You guys, would you agree? Because we have talked about a lot of things that. Um, mm-hmm. Anybody can. Yeah. anybody can comment on um, the guest call-in number is 515. I know T has put that information in the chat as well, but anybody who is listening, feel free to call us at 515-602-9773, 515-602-9773, whether that is you are responding to um, any of the questions we have asked on Twitter Or if you want to speak to anything, we would love to hear from you. I mean, that is one of the most important things on the show is that we can give our opinions, but we also want to hear your theories, your opinions as well. This is an interactive show. Y'all do all that talking on Twitter. And we want to hear from you. I know some people are like, no, we're kind of but it's okay. This one thought anyway. Like, you don't have to be on for long, but just feel free to tell us. Okay, we have a call right now, actually. So let me answer the phone. Hello. Hi, welcome y'all. This to is hey, hey, hi. Whit. How are you, my dear?
6: I'm very well. Now... The situation with um, Uncle Mississippi, um, I do not believe that she's actually jealous. Um, Jealous is basically more so like having an emotion about a person that you cannot have. Mm. She's territorial because in her mind, in the way that they are portraying it, that's her man. I just think that was just... Territorial It, The way it looks to us It may have come off just basically By the facial expressions as jealousy But I don't think that's what it mm-hmm. was It's just She's mm-hmm. more territorial about that Like mm-hmm. I don't know anybody that would See here and You just telling me now that you're Sitting here doing something with my man and I just Saw him at dinner just a minute ago And he ain't saying nothing about this So oh, what okay. you <laughs> Right. Talking, but we that's a the part
0: here. that makes it so crazy to me is like she like the little murder put you up to this ma'am you, that's your whole man that was just at your house on a date if he wanted uh-huh. to perform he would have asked you at your he, house he would have asked you
6: so at the on I, and, I, I don't, and my thing is I don't even think that that was his process at the time regardless of the fact that he actually was at the club and everything else. Like, I really do not believe that, like, once him and, like, once him were starting to build a bond, I don't think that that was in the forefront of his mind at that point in time. Like, he was going to ride his mm-hmm. wave yet. But I don't think at the, excuse me, how fast it was going, I don't think he was going to do it at that point. He was just, to me, it was like he was going to let it die down a little bit and then build back some type of momentum. But to me, it was not something that was really in his mind. He was more focused on her than his music. At that point.
0: Oh, well, that's true because mm-hmm. the murder <laughs> night is totally Mississippi's idea. Like, this yes. is not nothing yeah. that murder has even thought about. He's, like he said, mm-hmm. he's trying to rest on his laurels. We'll get to that part. He's just happy right. about the song taking off. He's still mm-hmm. in that. He's not thinking about the next steps. And, unfortunately, really neither is Wody. The only person
5: mm-hmm. that's thinking about the
0: next steps at this time
6: is mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. I don't
5: even... Be-
2: I didn't even think. Cause, did she bring up Murder Night to him at this point? I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I, it seemed like it was no. something that came up to her, you know, in the moment when she was talking to Uncle Clifford.
6: Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. Like. Yeah.
2: Okay.
6: Yeah, because Mercedes was, is leaving, and she, I guess it's because I guess it's like the power dynamic in the club, mm-hmm. because that's what it seemed like. It's mm-hmm. like it's Mercedes, Sip, and Gigi. And then all the other girls. But that's the way it seems as though like the dynamic, the structure goes. So that's where it was. She felt as though like this is the time to actually capitalize because Mercedes is not going to Mm -hmm. be here. So that was her whole thought. If we're going to go out with a bang, I might as well headline. And if if there's not going to be any more to paint, I need to have this already out here. Everybody came to see me. Somebody going to give me a job. Well, so that's what I think been, it was going mm-hmm. for.
2: That should have been Uncle Clifford's line of thought because Uncle Clifford knew that Mercedes was trying to leave and she saw mm-hmm. the impact that, that Mississippi had when she took over for her. Why wasn't mm-hmm. she already preparing?
6: Because mm-hmm. she was still giving Mercedes the ability to, if what you got going on does not take off the way you want to, you still have your Sundays. Period. You still headline. I keep
1: thinking the club's about to be gone. That Uh, also the club's Uh, about
0: to be gone. (laughs) And this also goes into what I said last week and something Mm -hmm. that's been a theme. Uncle Clifford is not the best business mind as far as running the paint. (laughs) So it's not a whole lot of next steps thinking mm-hmm. so i think this is a thing it's like mercedes mm-hmm. has been the bottom bitch for however long mm-hmm. she's leaving i don't know that she thought any further than that of who replaced like she did and she didn't like when we saw mm-hmm. in one of the early episodes where it was like oh my new trinity um sip and Haley and gidget but there mm-hmm. should have been a conversation about that at this point. Like, okay, in two weeks, Mercedes is living. What's the next steps? But all of this is just kind of being thrown out. <laughs> this is kind of being thrown out, but no real conversations about it. But I'm gonna shut up about my good sis because Josh told me not too much.
6: I don't. My thing is um, from just looking at it. I'm an overthinker. Um, So I pick things apart, and it'll make sense to me. It may not make sense to everybody else. Um, But she leads with just emotion. That's it. Um, She's more concerned about everybody else, and she sacrifices herself for everybody. So Mm -hmm. it was one of those things where I don't think that she was really – putting all of that thought into it up until the right time arose. And she just, sometimes a thought that's in your head, you just spew it out because you're not thinking about it. And it makes sense at that time. And you just run with it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Very true. <laughs>
3: okay. Thank you, Lex. We appreciate you calling in, my dear.
6: You are welcome. I missed it like the last few times. I just wanted to sit and uh, fester in the um, in the chat and have fun. But today I wanted to speak to y'all. And it
0: wasn't scary or nothing, was it, Lex? We didn't bite it's or not nothing, exactly. too, Lex.
6: They only yeah. bite if y'all want something to do and don't do that. Like, <laughs> come on, family. Call in. Call in. Okay? I have anxiety real bad. And I call in almost every other show like come on <laughs> <Somebody> <laughs> mm-hmm. share by ourselves. thank you thank you
4: thank
3: you appreciate
6: it you are welcome all
4: right
3: have all a right. good sunday
6: okay. you too all
3: right
1: okay bye-bye okay, one thing black folks don't know how to do is get off the damn phone <laughs> You know <laughs> what? No No, late. no we not. I mean, we gotta take
4: we gotta think about for fifteen
1: minutes. We do now, now, I'm ladies, not talking about leg.
4: I'm
3: now, saying Okay, yeah. <laughs> now then we
4: just
3: now we are trying to encourage
4: calls. <laughs> oh, no, no, I don't mean like okay. that. I don't mean <laughs> like
1: that. I'm talking about how <laughs> we got to say, we know black people got to say goodbye for five minutes. We got to be like, okay, now. All right, see you tomorrow. All right. Okay. Die, I had just right, smooth them
0: to come on the show. Oh, like, these motherfuckers talking all, no.
2: all
1: on the phone. No, no, God, no. no. <laughs> That's not Lord what our Jesus help me. He's thinking I was being funny and I'm discouraging calls. Lord have mercy. Yes. Oh, I baby, about I J- J- baby,
3: so, and, baby, next call ain't even left the screen. It said, Carla has brought, And Josh said, ooh, child, it takes black people to get off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I didn't mean it like that. Y'all know I love y'all. I'll be on the timeline telling y'all to call us. Y'all know I love y'all. Oh. Don't take it like that. Oh.
3: Oh <laughs> Lord. Okay, that was funny. Anyway, so my love,
5: beloved, we have, <laughs> we have sequel.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm your calls today. (laughs) The call-in number is 515-602-9773, okay? 515-602-9773. Oh, also, Hot Wing King opened up February 10th, and I just want to say, Tony, I know, um, I mentioned this earlier, but Tony and um, my girl Monroe did a beautiful live last night and the way that they expressed their feelings about Hot Wing King, I am just super excited to see it on the 26th, you guys. I don't know where everyone is located that's listening, um, but it, it sounds amazing, so I'm going to pause real quick before we wrap this show up next 20 minutes just so you guys can get all of that information. Pink Sunday Radio is all about keeping you informed of all things in Katori Hall's universe. With that being said, we have exciting news to share with you, Pink Posse. The Hot Wing King is a 2020 comedy-drama play by award-winning playwright Katori Hall. It won a Pulitzer Prize for drama in 2021. The play follows Cordell, his boyfriend, and their friends in Memphis, Tennessee, preparing their culinary entry for the annual Hot Wang Festival. The cast are Nico Annan, Bajorne Dupati, Miles Alexander-Evans, Armand Fields, Jay Jones, and Calvin Thompson. Tickets are available at AllianceTheater.org. The play runs from February tenth through March fifth of twenty twenty three. Okay, you guys. So let's talk about murder and sit in the studio because I feel like that's pretty important. What y'all think? Like as a close up, as a wrap up, I think this is very important. Um, it seems like Murder has been lacking on coming up with the next hit. Because as we know, Fallen is number one on the Chuck e. billboard chart, but Baby Boy needs to come up with something else.
0: So
2: what was Murder doing that he's missed multiple studio sessions? Because he was only with Unc on that date for one night. What was he doing those wow, other nights? Wow,
0: wow. He was with that, Unk that we a few nights of, off-screen, that that clearly.
3: That we know of, Tanika. that we
2: uh, know of. Okay.
0: I always took it like there, there has been a bunch of <laughs> off-screen... I mean, okay, it's two things Murder could have been doing. We already have established he's a stick-up kid, so he could have been sticking people up or he was with Unc. With the way that Sip engaged, I assume... That he had been with Unc a few times. I don't know when or where. Like I say all the time, I hope we get these montages this season because a lot has happened off screen. But that's how I always took it. That because mm-hmm. if he's missed multiple sessions, they've clearly been doing something together. Because I would assume that everybody in that room knows that Murder is a stick up boy. So I would he would have said something like that. But the fact that he's looking at Sip, like, I don't know what to say, always yeah. gave me he had been spending time with Unc. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, because he grabbed his chain and was kind of fidgeting and looked at Sip, and she was like, Oh, let me step in because I know you did mm mm-hmm. So that's what he gave. I just to want me to say well. that kiss
0: grossed me out. I don't know why. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the only person that I want to see them lips on is uh. I was like, this it should this should be hot, but it's not at all whatsoever.
3: But I didn't, do not, people, didn't people people start standing them at one point? Like
2: Oh, there's definitely there like people that
3: that would like to see them together. And I'm like, why? Why?
2: I, I don't understand why this kiss is so disgusting looking, but it just is gross. I and i don't know why. It, it, like, it's too attractive. I don't know why fake making out.
0: Like, it's, beautiful. It's so nasty. It should be. It's, they're two beautiful people. This should be,
1: like, lit. And it's just like ugh stop it get it I off my I think it's also screen. the awkwardness. Mhm. Look how awkward. Yeah, maybe they the to put their arms around yeah. each other. They're bumping into uh-huh. each other. Yeah. Look, this yeah, is not chemistry, y'all in, right? It's
3: this the is awkwardness. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's no chemistry in there. There was no hot sexy music playing behind to tell us that this is hot and sexy. Give it up to production, okay? We are so we are supposed to know. That this is total bullshit, without a a doubt. If there was some slow music going on, they had moved in slow for the kiss. You know, the angles would have been (laughs) hitting right. We would have been like, damn. (laughs) Instead, we got them bumping into each other, people staring at them hard as hell, like, what y'all doing? Uh, They had an audience, like, all they was missing was popcorn. The way old boy that was hanging out with them, DJ Never Scared, and, and, uh, and Wodey was watching them. They were just missing popcorn. But he said Wodey was all right? energy. Woldy. They was all getting, lengthy. It was, right? He was giving some type of, I couldn't tell if he was irritated about Murda questioning his managerial skills or was it about like, I know damn well, because we find yeah. it later on in 107. He's like, yo, Mm -hmm. I thought that was some one-time shit. I thought you was in the women. So I don't get the idea that the sentiment here is, I know you don't like that, you know. But given that Keyshawn knew who Wode was, no, because later on they say he was surprised to find out Derek was white. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the look Wode is giving, but I don't think it's. I know you don't like, I know you bullshitting. Like, I don't think it's that, but it was It's weird. a
0: little bit. Okay. I, so I didn't understand this look either. Cause I didn't know if Wody was jealous cause he liked Keyshawn. If mm-hmm. he thought like he could tell that murder was flodging cause he knows about Unc. Like I couldn't read this look either. I definitely mm-hmm. don't think yeah, I
2: thought Wody was
0: jealous because at this
2: point, mm-hmm. Have we we hadn't seen any interactions between um, Mississippi and and Wodey? So I don't I don't think I thought Wodey was jealous. I kind of think I thought Wodey knew this was a fake relationship. Now I don't I'm not sure mm-hmm. if I thought Wodey knew murder's business, but I definitely thought mm-hmm. Wodey knew this wasn't real.
4: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay,
3: I have a question for you guys, and I have been, it's been kind of bugging me. I think I've said it before so question now when Wody well I guess it's next week I guess but since you brought it up when Wody says I thought that was on some one time type of shit or whatever the one time thing was it because um murder disappeared in 104 and Wody was like where the fuck you went was that the one-time thing that he was talking about?
4: Because I it the
3: paradise around. room because the paradise room thing apparently was not Bow a Wow Wow. So <laughs> the assumption, the one-time thing has to be the one o four when he fought disappeared for the whole night. Like that's Again. what I was wondering.
0: Knobs were slobbed yeah. in the Paradise Room. Oh, Lord. Jesus. <laughs> Once again, Nob, you were oh, slobbed. I <laughs> so I went, her to went down in the Paradise from room. that night because he totally disappeared while they was getting their ass whooped. Okay, okay. Yeah.
3: I was just wondering what was, which one was the what because they were like, nothing happened in the Paradise Room. So I was like, okay, so the <laughs> one and he had to fight and then he was up there laying asleep and Wodey, you know I guess left the club didn't know where murder was he was in the office and so the one night thing must have been the 104 not the paradise room stuff
2: well so. and, and 104 he was sitting outside for however long he was sitting out there so I'm sure Wody could have found him after after he got thrown out um, does the one-time thing necessarily have to have
1: anything to talk with? It could That's have the been. thought I was just thinking. I was thinking it probably is something kind of else. Up. Right. Okay. Oh, you I was thinking it would have to be – can you understand what you're saying? I thought you were gone. Can you hear yeah, me? I didn't hear her.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. say it again for me, Penny. Oh, mm-hmm. I was just
2: saying that the the one-time thing doesn't necessarily have to have anything to do with Uncle Clifford. It could have been, you know, yeah. Woody saw him with someone else and he said, "Oh, you know, that was just a one-time thing."
3: Well, no, because he saw them coming from the woods. So that's what prompted uh Wody to say, "I thought that was on some one-time thing." So it, I've always
0: thought it was, it was suggestive. Yeah, I've always thought it was because okay. of Uncle because of that statement, Koji, because when well, no, when he was like I saw you coming from the woods where you know who. I always thought yeah. that he's referencing I thought that statement was like cuz y'all have done it before. Now, it could not be, but that's why I've always attached it to Uncle Clifford and not mm-hmm. anybody else because I thought that was like a Remember that one-time thing you told me about? I saw that you with her again.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that too. That's what led me to think that. Mm-hmm. But I also wonder what would the situation have to be for Wody to even know about that one-time thing. Everything we see right. with Murda after this is like what he said. I saw you coming from the woods. Duh, 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 duh. Murda is very, yeah. No, it was. Oh, okay. Well, you you rolling around in the bushes because you done got feelings. I ain't got no feelings, you know. Or why you got a What's up with yeah. you know, little movie star? And he's like, I don't mm-hmm. know what you're talking about. So it seems like little Murder mm-hmm. at every opportunity tries to mm-hmm. deny, even what mm-hmm. you right. may have seen with your own eyes. So what would have taken place? Usually, Murder Wodey has to continue to press and be like, Look, nigga, I I know what's up. Here's the proof. What's the place for? murder to have even let wody know about that one-time thing because it seems one-time like thing. even if it was yeah you know even if it was the situation that happened at let's say paradise room gotcha. you know, we all feel like some more happened what would make murder admit to that or if it was 104 what would make murder admit uh, to that what would wody have to have seen to press him further Right and be like okay right. yeah, i did that right so, well, it was just that one-time thing uh you know right yeah, yeah that so that's why was i had to he to look, was he looking was he looking for him
3: in the office and saw him butt-ass naked what happened yeah well, he, he <laughs> wouldn't know
2: where where the office was right because i most, know I'm if you don't work there you, you don't know me. how to get back there so that's why i thought maybe I it was someone else because he really has to be caught in the act and someone has to see see him for him to even have that yeah. conversation yeah. but so, i'll answer
3: though, what prompted yeah.
0: Well, in the chat, they're saying it could possibly be Teak, and on some level, I see that. But I feel like the interaction between Wodey and Teak would have been different when Teak walked out of the prison than it was if there was if Wodey was knowledgeable of their relationship. Because I feel like Teak, not so much Wodey. I think Teak might have acted somewhat differently, and I don't. I don't feel like Wodey ever treated Teak. I don't want to say differently that he would have, but I don't think he ever approached Teak like him and Murder were in a relationship.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. I always got that. I he just knew I they mean. were HVH homies. They was locked up together. I never got that he thought, like he knew about the Teak and Murder having a personal situation because Murder's still also flodging around him about it. Because
3: cause I, like I feel like if he knew that, he wouldn't have got him out of prison because, you know, uh, Wally ain't trying to have that complication.
0: Or he would have at least had a conversation with Murder, like, hey, remember that conversation we had on murder night <laughs> about, like, keeping <laughs> right. your business private? I think there would <laughs> right. have been a conversation differently. And then when uh, Sip was like, are these niggas fucking, you know, when they were, like, brainwaving, <laughs> and he was like <laughs> – yeah I think they are it wasn't like yeah they are it was like based on what I'm seeing right now I think so but I don't think that's yeah. something he thought before that moment see I think on yeah, first yeah, watch I, I thought the opposite I think I thought
2: mm-hmm. what he knew about Teak and Murda and that you know this would just be better for his career than Unc because they look like homeboys
5: so there would be like no questions boys. with
2: them mm-hmm. being around each other. Mm-hmm. So I always assumed until whatever episode that was, 2-5, when they had that little mind conversation, I always assumed before that, Wode knew about them.
0: And, and
3: that maybe was kind of why she brought, them, like brought a, him on the tour. And maybe, Tanika, it's sort of like a plan fail type thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I got him away. Okay, Uncle Cliff is no... So I can have, you know, Teak that, like you said, homies look like homies or whatever. And it's like, damn, now they fucking. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, shit. Now we got to plan fail because then that's a distraction. So
0: I, I see, so you think. I see, man,
3: I see both sides.
0: You think he brought Teak as, like, to help murder get over Uncle Clifford? Like okay, I know he's strung out, he's upset about Uncle Clifford, so if I can get him and Teek back together, which is a better look, and he'll forget about Uncle Clifford, that's what y'all are kind of that's, saying? That's what I thought in the beginning,
2: yep. Like, first
0: watch, that's first watch that of, season.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
3: I, that's what I thought, but, you know, but in a way of, like, murder had no clue that he was going to do this shit, which is so messed up. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, um, but I feel like protection on the road, but also I know there's something you like to do, and, you know, hey, there he go um, in the meantime because that's a good look. And then... When Keyshawn said that the brainwave, it's like, oh, Lord, you know, it, it can bring a little drama, but at the same time, it's still, I I, I thought, you know, but but now, I don't know. I don't know. We didn't went to a whole nother episode, Lord Jesus. Um,
1: <laughs> as we always oh, did. Oh, We did.
3: Baby, we didn't carry on to another season. We went on Pickles. Pig feet challenges <laughs> uh, on the YouTube today. Um, I just want to say thank you so much to Lex for calling in, Kendra. Thank you for telling us about sitting Kool Aid with pickles. We're never doing that, but thank you for letting us know, sweetie. We appreciate you. Um, the chat, the chat was popping today. Thanks, y'all. The listeners yes. on Twitter, the listeners that we have everywhere. We appreciate y'all we appreciate y'all so much today. Um don't forget to vote, vote vote, clearity. We have to the Febu- till February twenty first. Hot Wing King, get your tickets if you're in the ATL area or if you can fly to ATL, go ahead and do so. Um and yeah,
0: we want to add anything else. Girls, we want, we want to do something else. Well, and I'm going to go ahead like and get a, I want to go ahead and start us closing out. First and foremost, I did want to thank everybody for tapping in with us on Super Bowl. So, but y'all showed up and showed out. So I just want to give a little round of applause to our friends.
1: Oh. See baby,
2: you're, oh, breaking, up. Oh, wow. yeah, Tia, you're breaking, breaking up. Oh, wow you're breaking I'm
1: breaking up.
0: I'm breaking up, you're breaking yep. up girl. Yeah. Uh, okay. Am I better now? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm still breaking up? No, you're good now.
3: No, you good.
0: You good. Okay. You good. I don't know where I left off. But I'm Minnie is Max on Twitter and Tia down in the valley on Instagram. Um, make sure that you are keeping your, um, as Josh said, FBI eyes open on our Twitter for all the new stuff that's coming out. Josh, what you got?
1: Hi, everybody. Thanks again as well. I had a ball today. You can find me at the Goddess on Twitter. You can find me at underscore the underscore goddess on Instagram, and um, stay on the alert. Um, Follow us on um, the different socials, as was already said, because there will be bonus content posted. We love to give a little something extra. With that being said, Tanika? Uh,
2: Y'all know I'm at your girl Jiggy on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me over there if you don't already. You can also follow Pink Sunday Radio on Instagram, um, if you want to find those bonus episodes that Ja was talking about, you can go over to pinksundayradio.com, and that'll take you to Apple Podcasts, and those episodes usually drop on a Thursday. While you're over on Apple Podcasts, if you enjoyed what you heard today, um, leave us a five-star review, and if you have a little extra time, you can leave us a five-star written review. Uh, Koji, what do you got to tell them?
3: Yeah, I just want to second that, to meet that as well. You can find me at Mama on Twitter as well as Instagram. Um, Also, I do want to say that we do appreciate you guys joining us on Super Bowl because I know y'all have probably a lot of things to do after this. So we appreciate y'all tapping in. And that is all. We will talk to you guys next week.
5: Appreciate y'all for listening to the show. You can find us on Blog Talk Radio by using the link bit.ly slash Pink Sunday. For Apple Podcasts, go to PinkSundayRadio.com. Make sure after listen to the replay, you leave a 5-star rating in the review, as well as a subscribe. For Google Podcasts, go to PinkSundayRadio.com slash Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify at PinkSundayRadio.com slash Spotify. Hope to see y'all at the next episode.